What's up, guys, and welcome to the very first episode of Best One, Worst One. This is the Patreon-exclusive show that takes your favorite media, tech, and a variety of other topics, and we ask you to choose the best one and the worst one. On today's episode, I'm joined by my Careful for Spoilers co-host, Lola and Brad, as we talk about the one, the excellent... Keanu Reeves. Keanu has 97 acting credits to his name and one directing credit for 2013's Man of Tai Chi. Keanu is going to be in three films this year, John Wick Chapter 3, Always Be My Maybe, and Toy Story 4. Which one of these films are you guys most excited to watch? Toy Story 4. Really? Okay. Why? I love Toy Story. (laughs) I love it. I just think it's going to be so cute. Also... Full disclosure, haven't seen John Wick 1 or 2. I know you guys always make the same face at me. And I understand that my excuse of a dog dies is wearing thin. (laughs) So I will work on it. Um, And the second one that you said I have no no backstory to. Yeah, it's, it's on his IMDb. And the synopsis for it is a pair of childhood friends ends up falling for each other. After they haven't seen each other for a long time. They're trying to make Keanu happen in a romantic movie again. Again. Let me tell you guys something. Keanu Reeves works in rom-coms, okay? I'm here for it. I love it. I want to take a walk in the clouds with him. I want (laughs) to spend a sweet November with him. Like, I am here for Keanu the romantic. (laughs) Which one are you looking forward to, Brad? Oh, John Wick. John Wick all the way. I am a massive, massive, massive John Wick fan, and... The fact that Jason Manzukis has a role in this the movie, Zook. the Zooks himself has has a role in John Wick Three, is hilarious to me. I can't wait to see what he does in it. I can't wait to see what the Iron Chef does <laughs> yeah. in it because I, I haven't seen dude in a movie since Brotherhood of the Wolf, and that was like ninety seven, I think. And yeah, he's, he's been busy yeah. rolling out that secret ingredient oh, yeah. for a hot minute. <laughs> I just can't wait to see all of these new face offs and the the horse scene that's in the trailers like oh my god it looks so good yeah so i'm definitely looking forward to john wick chapter three um john wick is one of my favorite franchises as weird as that sounds it's actually like a franchise now Mm -hmm. has a trilogy of films and the reviews pretty much say it's the best one that's been the consensus it's kind of crazy to think that the third one of any trilogy is actually like the best one there's not a lot of trilogies that you can say that about so Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to see that um his character in toy story 4 is called duke kaboom yes i can only imagine evil type of character right like (laughs) is his character going to be like a like a john wick type but for kids and I just want to see a movie. film that it, that removes Keanu's physical presence and you're just left with his voice. Yeah. Because to me his voice is hysterical. Oh yeah. Like yeah. if you really if you watch a Keanu movie with your eyes closed, it gets funnier even <laughs> if it's not supposed to be a funny movie. Like speed without looking at it, hilarious. Yeah. So I think he's going to be great in that. I also have lots of young nieces, so I get to go see a cartoon without looking like a weirdo free card, which is always, <laughs> always wonderful. See, I don't even care. I just, I just go. You're a lot, you are a lot, uh, you feel a lot safer in your own skin than me though, Brad. <laughs> your therapy has gone better than mine. <laughs> so uh, I would love to ask you guys, name your first cinematic experience with Keanu Reeves. Brad, let's start with you. It was probably, so I know I saw Speed whenever I was really young because it's one of my dad's favorite movies. 
And but I don't particularly remember Keanu and I just remember like key moments in the movie, like whenever I saw it the first time. So I'm going to say The Matrix because I saw that whenever I was 15 and that was the first time that I ever like recognized like, oh, this Keanu Reeves guy. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Lola, what about you? I didn't see it in the theaters, but Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was a big VHS hit in my house growing up. Both my older brother and my older sister loved it, so we would watch it all the time. And that was kind of what I knew of him until Speed came out. Um, although, actually, that's I'm lying to you guys because Point Break was one of my older brother's mm-hmm. favorite films as well. So I definitely know that we watched that one on VHS. We watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And then Speed would probably be the first thing I saw in the theaters of Keanu Reeves. Maybe. That feels right. Okay, yeah. The, the first film I saw of Keanu in the theaters was definitely The Matrix. Um, that was such a good movie. And I love, I love that movie so much. The franchise gets a lot of hate. Yeah, because well, yeah, of like, two and three. Re- revolutions <laughs> is it is it revolutions revolutions yeah, yeah Re- revolutions reloaded. isn't that great yeah revolutions is the third one right yeah yeah, yeah. no it's uh, reloaded it's, has it's that reloaded awesome chase scene the highway scene and yes yeah that that makes up for a lot of that movie it yeah. did yes it's still terrible yeah no it's, it's <laughs> real bad i will not fight you on that <laughs> yeah it's 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 really not great and it's it's unfortunate too because the first matrix was just so good oh yeah yeah, so it's just unfortunate to see what happened there. So next question before we get into the meat of this podcast, I would love to ask you guys, how excited are you about Bill and Ted Face the Music? Very I excited. I am so excited. Now that's Bill and Ted is one that I didn't I didn't discover until I was working at Blockbuster. So that one, like I saw that for the first time when I was 16, which I feel like is the perfect age <laughs> to see Bill and Ted for the first time. And I got to watch both of them back to back, which was fun. I'm not a like giant fan of Bogus Journey, but I love Excellent Adventure. And to know that they're both back on board, they've got the original screenwriter back for it. Um, William William Sadler's going to come back as Death. Like it's, and they said that they're going to do something for George Carlin. So that's really awesome too. So I am really excited to see what what happens with that movie. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, Bill and Ted brings back such memories for me, and it's such like a nostalgia inducing situation if it's on tv which it rarely is but the few times you do catch it on tv i have to watch it like i i I have to call out of work it's like i can't go be an adult today bill and ted (laughs) is on so yeah i'm very excited about it i i thought it was really kind of cool that everybody was signing back up to do it and i like the fact that keanu is so aware of himself do you know what i mean like he knows that people think he's the whoa guy Mm-hmm. And he just goes with it. And I think that's great. So I, I have like a huge crush on Keanu Reeves. Not like a crush crush, but I just think he's a great person. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's interesting to me. Yeah. And I love this tongue in cheek. I'm going to go from the John Wick trilogy back to my roots in Bill and Ted. Hopefully they do it well, you know, but I'm excited to see it. So I am not excited about this. Oh, really? James. Yeah. I think it's it's too late. I don't think whatever they have planned is going to work because I just feel like to make a third film, it has to feel like the others, but be modern at the same time. I just don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. Like I'm really skeptical. If it's great, I'm going to see it opening night. If it's great, that's fine. Yeah. We'll talk about it on the podcast. We'll rave about it. But as far as the idea goes, I'm not happy about it. I I want to know more about like what the actual plot of the movie is going to be. 
Yeah, it's it's something to do with their daughters. Oh, I can't remember that. exactly what it is, but it's something with their daughters, and then they're helping them like go through time to do something. They're probably writing a report. Probably. <laughs> like they'll just keep it simple. It. <laughs> just do it. Keep it simple. <laughs> just add kids. It'll work. Put 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 the new generation in. See if we can spin off something with that and go. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We'll see if it again. If it's great, that's that's perfect. I. I didn't care about the new Power Rangers movie. I didn't like the idea of it, I should say. And then I saw it, and I was like, that wasn't half bad. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. It made me think of my childhood. It was not terrible. But I thought all of the trailers were absolutely awful. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I actually thought that the movie was, too. But I didn't watch Power Rangers when I was little, so I watched it on Hulu, and I was like, I have literally no idea what the fuck is happening, <laughs> or why Brian Cranston is here. It's a major nostalgia factor. I feel it like really if you is. didn't, if you weren't into it as a kid, it's probably not going to work. I thought Elizabeth Banks was was killing it yeah. in the camp of her. Of her oh, uh, yeah. uh, like everything was good about that. Whatever her Rita Repulsive or yeah, some of Repulsa, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. But like <laughs> on the flip side, I was like, "This is this is crazy." I'm looking around like, "Did somebody slip me some drugs?" <laughs> this can't possibly be the movie. <laughs> that film has one of the biggest like blatant product placement oh, yeah, the moments. Krispy Kreme. It pisses me <laughs> off, dude. It's a giant Krispy Kreme, and this is the base of this fight. Like, it's the dumbest thing. And the Krispy Kreme is in the shot the whole time. Everything oh yeah going on and you i'll be really it. honest with you guys i got a donut after the movie <laughs> it was not a krispy kreme but i needed a donut something fierce i felt that i had earned it by finishing the film there you, you know what you did i did thank you so much <laughs> all right guys so let's get into what everyone came here to talk about let's talk about the best one and the worst movie of keanu reeves lola let's start with you and let's start with your best keanu reeves movie Okay, so I thought about it a lot. There are truly so many Keanu Reeves movies that I love and that I will watch again. We didn't have any criteria. We weren't really basing this off of which one made the most or which one had the most impact or blah, blah, blah. Um, But after kind of watching a bunch of them and and looking deep inside of myself, I'm going to go with the first Matrix movie. It's hard to argue with that. Why? Uh, It was... I would say, like, it was neck and neck with Speed for me as my favorite Keanu movie. Um, I feel like the role of Neo, it could have been done very differently, but it is, like, perfect for Keanu. Mm -hmm. Everything that he brings to it is perfect. And it's been 20 years since that movie came out. I watched it two nights ago. It still holds up. It's still awesome. Definitely holds up. The bullet time is fantastic. I think... A large number of people associate Keanu Reeves with that film. I think that it changed kind of the landscape of filmmaking for a long time. And while, yes, a lot of that is because the Wachowskis were so amazing with it, a lot of it is just because of Keanu's presence in the film and what he brought to it and his buy-in in it. And he shows up in every scene. The man can act. He chooses not to a lot of times. But I think he does bring a lot to the role of Neo. I can't imagine anyone else in that role. It was supposed to be Will Smith. Which yeah, is see, nice. I can't imagine anyone else in that role. Um, and y'all know how I feel about Will Smith. I love Will Smith. But I just think, yeah, I mean, it It was really tough, though, because Speed is, he's so good in Speed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that is classic Keanu. Classic mm-hmm. Keanu. And I also really always enjoyed him in my own private Idaho. Yeah. Which we're that throwing it back a, a really long hard time. one for me to contest with. But I, I just think, like, who Keanu, what he represents to me as an actor, every actor has that one iconic role that you sort of 
think of them as. For me, it's The Matrix. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say The Matrix. Yeah. And would you say Speed would be your honorable mention? Speed is definitely my honorable mention. I think that he has not had a role in which he blended adorableness with being the hero as well as in Speed. Like, he's just, there are some moments in Speed where he's just being really rom-com cute with Sandra Bullock, and it's just a, it's also a really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. The only other time he's had a character anywhere near that was in uh, Something's Gotta Give, yeah. where yeah. he woos Diane Keaton, which also is great. But definitely, it was a tough choice between The Matrix and Speed. I'm going Matrix. I didn't want to be that girl on the podcast who took The Matrix, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I asked myself some tough questions. I journaled. I feel confident. All right, Brad, give me your best Keanu movie and your honorable mention. So my best is John Wick Chapter 2. I think that it showcases his abilities more than any other movie, both dramatically and from, like, physical skill. Because dude can shoot, like, crazy good now. It's it's insane. Like, watching the the behind-the-scenes stuff, he can do a lot of the stuff that John Wick does, which is crazy to me. It's got some of the most amazing action set pieces in it that are so well coordinated. I mean, whenever you have the stunt coordinator, his stunt double from The Matrix directing him. Yeah. And dude was stunt. I wrote it down here. <laughs> he was a stunt coordinator on The Hunger Games, The Expendables 300, the newest Rambo movie, a movie I think is super underrated called Ninja Assassin. Yeah. Um, Ninja Assassin is awesome. And then he was second unit director on Captain America Civil War, um, The Hunger Games, and uh, Game of Shadows, Sherlock Holmes. And so, and then he directed the original John Wick um, along with Tim Miller. But to see him venture out as his, uh, this is like solo directing, it shows that it's directed by someone who knows stunt work. And it all plays just perfectly for me. Yeah. What about your honorable mention? I feel like it's cheating, but my honorable mention is the first John Wick because I was <laughs> I was going back and forth between both of them because they're both so good. But I feel like John Wick Chapter Two has more fun with it. Reuniting him with Lawrence Fishburne is amazing. That that scene, whenever he sees him on the on the roof, you get to see Neo and Morpheus back together again on screen is like so awesome. Plus, you get. Ian McShane in a bigger role. You get Peter Stormare in the beginning, one of my yeah. favorite character God, actors so of all time. So good. He's so good. Also, he kills it as the devil in Constantine, which is another great. I think he does as well. There's, an, I mean, Peter Stormare, amazing across the board yeah, for me. He's great. Um, but and they found a way to make Ruby Rose palatable in a movie. They they <laughs> they took her they took away her ability to speak because she speaks only in sign language, <laughs> and it works in John Wick Chapter Two. I do not like Ruby Rose. I will go on record as that, a saying hot that. Take. Yeah, he put the, he put um, his foot down on that. <laughs> and it's just I I think it's the performance of his life. I think it, you get to see all of the films that led Keanu to this moment in John Wick chapter two. And you saw the start of that in the first John Wick. Um, the first John Wick, I do love the the other cast of characters in there with uh, Alfie Allen and Michael Nykvist. Like there's, there's some really, really great character actors in that one as well. Um, just the whole idea of the Continental is so cool. I cannot wait for the TV series oh, yeah. they're doing based on the Continental. Me, um, me too. 
I can't wait for the uh, the spinoff that they're going to do about this ballerina character that we're yeah. going to see in Chapter 3, it looks like, from the trailers. So I just think that John Wick is... The John Wick experience is the full Keanu experience. Yeah, um, my answers are going to be pretty similar to yours. But my best one is actually the first John Wick. Okay. I think there's something just really special about that movie... It's an easy concept to figure out. Spoiler alert, his wife dies and she pretty she knew she was dying. Oh shit, you shouldn't be hearing this because you haven't go seen it. Go for it, John guys. Wick. Y'all think I haven't <laughs> looked at it on the internet? Come on now. How do you think I knew I couldn't see it because of the dog scene? <laughs> but um yeah, his wife dies, she leaves him a puppy so that he won't be alone, and then some dickheads kill the dog, and John Wick has to go on an all out rampage to defend this dog there's just something really special about uh, that scene and what comes after it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you see that he's lost everything again he lost his wife and now he's lost the only thing the only other connection to her yeah yeah, if somebody touched my dog it's on yeah so that movie is really special for me when you hear um i can't remember his name rest in peace but the guy who plays um uh, the like the Russian mob boss Michael Nyquist. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he his entire explanation of what John Wick can do and what his son has just caused upon mm-hmm. his organization, like that is one of the most badass scenes in any action movie, and it's so '90s. It takes the best of the '90s and makes it modern. Yes, right. So that's what I love about the first John Wick. Now my honorable mention. This was really hard for me because I was between John Wick Chapter Two. Mm-hmm. And um, The Matrix. And I have to go with John Wick Chapter 2. Oh, that's a hot take. I love all yeah. the hot takes, guys. Yeah. It's it's so good. And what I like about John Wick Chapter 2 is you get more you get more sets. You get more on, like, site locations. You get to travel to different places and see what John Wick can really do. Now, I'm in your camp, Brad. I am not a fan of Ruby Rose's acting. Yeah. I think she's an interesting person. Definitely. But she couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why they make her a mute in John Wick Chapter 2. Yep. You are great to look at. You are a great person. You have... I love her energy. She's got the physicality down, for sure. Exactly. The physicality. I love her charisma. But Mm. as far as acting... Just don't do it. See, the only, I only have seen her in Orange is the New Black, and I thought she was fine. See, I've never seen Orange is the New Black, so... I've not seen her her Batwoman or anything else. What was the shark movie the she Meg. did? The, the Meg. The Meg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's terrible. Although yeah. She's I terrible. assume that the point of the Meg was for everyone to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the perfect Jason Statham movie because yeah. he's the guy that can take a cheesy movie and somehow yeah, make it really good. Yeah, he really good. can, man. <laughs> he has because he has fun. You can see like Jason Statham has so much fun in his movies. Yeah, she's fine as Batwoman. My problem is. If you're going to give me a 22-episode series, Mm -hmm. I have to care about her acting for 22 hours. Yeah, that's almost a full day. Yeah, and I don't think that she has the acting chops to do it. But if she does it and it's good, then that's fine. I will come back on the podcast. I will say I'm wrong. Yeah. But as of right now... I don't I don't like it. Yeah. But um yeah, that's my that's my best and my honorable mention. I think the John Wick franchise is just perfect. I can't wait to see chapter three and to see the the full trilogy. Um so we've talked about the best. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time to talk about the shit storms. Ooh. Let's Lola, let's start with you again. Oh let's start God. with your worst Keanu Reeves movie and then your honorable mention. 
let's be very real with each other and our listeners. There's there are some there are some shit turds in this man's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to put it lightly, so many. And when when you first said I'd like to do this, and I'd like the first episode to be on Keanu Reeves, a very specific film popped into my head immediately, and I thought that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. However, I spent some time with it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a movie out there. I might get some flack for it. I feel already that I'm gonna get some flack for it, but I'm gonna say the worst Keanu Reeves film is The Man of Tai Chi. What? Yep. Okay. I haven't seen it. I like Man of Tai Chi. A lot of the internet did. It's got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think... Now, a little background. It is his directorial debut. Yeah. It is the only film he's ever directed. Um, I think there's a reason for that. Um, (laughs) It is... To me, I can understand if you love kung fu action scenes and that's all you care about in a movie and you don't need good acting plot script pacing (laughs) any of the things that make up a regular movie it is almost unwatchable it's so bad would you say it's like going actually going to a tai chi demonstration the movie almost because that's the thing about it like it's very boring it's very slow paced um and Keanu directed it. And the reason why I picked it as his worst is because the man directed it. So he and he alone is responsible for his own acting in the film. Mm-hmm. And he casts himself as the bad guy. And there is literally a scene, and I've seen this scene a couple of times, and I made my fiancé watch the scene, where the man of Tai Chi, Tiger, um, says that he wants to go home and he no longer wants to be a part of the underground uh, martial arts murder ring, which is the plot of the film. Okay. Yeah. yeah basic, basic uh, martial arts. And it doesn't plot. try to be anything else. No, it's it's absolutely drinking a pumpkin slice latte because it's basic <laughs> as shit. Um, and Keanu Reeves goes, you think this is a delivery game? You think this is a delivery job? <laughs> You can't just quit. <laughs> you can't just leave from here. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I watched it so many times. There's also like this side character. And again, Keanu Reeves is responsible for this person because he directed it. There is this side character who's always like, oh, my God, sticky rice with cheese. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. He's just like an oh Asian God. man who videotapes everything. But Brad, you need context. You I have need to watch to see this, this movie. movie. Yeah. Um, it is just almost unwatchable. And so my honorable mention uh, we'll go to a little film called The Watcher, um, which was a movie in which Keanu Reeves plays a serial killer who preys on women and strangles them to death with piano wire, although he does not play the piano or touch instruments at all. And um, James Spader is the FBI agent okay. that's like intrinsically linked to him. I love me some Spader. Um, they really went for like a Silence of the Lambs thing. They really fell short on that. But I, I, the man of Tai Chi edged it out simply because a lot of why the Watcher is terrible is because of the direction, exactly, um, and also Keanu's acting. But the director allowed him to act like that in the Man of Tai Chi. The director allowing Keanu Reeves to go <laughs> is himself, <laughs> and therefore that to me took it. I understand that that's a. A lot of people actually really like the movie. It's got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do want to say, though, that uh, the movie was filmed for $25 million. It's 
Right. You even, you can sell on your face. Like, where did that m- money go? That costs way too much money. Yeah, yeah, that costs way too much money. There's, like, one scene where they're making the lead character, Tiger, fight these two other people. Everybody's wearing, like, a kimono. And there's, like, a strobe light effect. And I think a lot of the money went to the strobe light. I also felt nauseous during that scene. Maybe you don't <laughs> fight with a strobe light. It was, like, Street Fighter on acid. Most of Keanu's lines were, finish him! finish him <laughs> and then if the fighter wouldn't kill the other person he would go down in a black mask and snap the fighter's neck okay and the last like scene it. that keanu is in <laughs> is basically he and agent smith's fight from the subway of matrix one but against mm-hmm. this guy tiger that's fair while keanu reeves <laughs> screams fair. you are not a warrior you owe me a life you owe me a life I am from California <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad you guys <laughs> Oh, God. But yeah, the movie made domestically, I have it uh, written down here somewhere. Hold on. Let me get past all these pictures of funny birds. Uh, The movie made domestically $100,000. Yikes. And it was filmed for $25 million. In China, where it was like really promoted and was, it was, you know, produced and financed by a Chinese film group. It made two point nine million total take, Yeesh. so it made right around three million dollars off of its twenty five million dollar budget. Yeah. I would say it's it's not his best. I will I will admit it is pretty slow, but sometimes I like a slow burn. The fight sequences are good, Tiger's good, and the fight between him and Keanu I really enjoyed. You know why you really enjoyed it though is because you loved The Matrix. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, you have to see this movie. I I need to. One of my bigger problems with it is that for a large chunk of the beginning of the movie, there are these really aggressively bad crane shots. Yeah. Where they're like, they're, for some reason, like two characters are having a conversation, uh, which is an intimate moment, and they're filming it on a crane, and all of a sudden Mm. the crane shot just zooms in, kind of shaky, onto the man's face. Now... You find out at the end of the film, it's because Keanu's big plan, he's been following Tiger around and filming him in his everyday life, but, like, it was still not good. (laughs) It's just so basic, and it was just so stereotypical. You know, Keanu wears all black. He looks great in the film. The man is aging in reverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is a vampire, and I love it. 100%. But um, he drives a, what is it, like a Bugatti or some really expensive car. There are all these really expensive cars. And his uh, license plate on the car translates to greed. Oh, my Um, God. And, you know, he, like, (laughs) models himself after the seventh circle of hell and Dante's Inferno, but, like, doesn't get into any of that. There's a lot of scenes where it's just, like, one character staring sternly at another character and not saying anything. And that happens for 45 seconds. And then the camera shifts to the other character staring back just as aggressively. And that happens for 45 seconds. And then it cuts back to the other one. And she's like, what? It's artsy. <laughs> it's not artsy. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> he had a vision. Why won't you see his vision? I, I see his vision. And that is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I find, I think that if you uh, are just wanting, if Honestly, if you're just wanting to watch people fight, there's a lot of other movies that I think are better to watch, you know? Um, this one feels like somebody who was really, really influenced by, like, Hero or Crouching Tiger, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and who really, I think Keanu is really uh, interested in 
the the Asian culture. I think he got very into different styles of martial arts. Did you arts see Forty Seven Ronin? Now let me tell you something about Forty Seven Ronin. Is it a good movie? No. Do I enjoy that movie? Hell yes. Same. I want to watch. I will watch that movie. Again. I've heard that opinion from multiple people, and I haven't checked it out. I'm going that to check it out. Now. Fucking movie makes no sense, and yeah. I apologize about <laughs> dropping the effort. It there. does make sense. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. I don't know how Keanu got himself into that film. It's like he had this couple of years where he was like, I want to be cast in all of the Asian movies and I want to mm-hmm. be the only Caucasian there. And that's fine. You know I mean, what I mean? Since The Matrix, like he really, really pushed himself to learn different types of martial arts and he wanted to learn more about that culture and yeah. he was a part of that culture. He, so. To me, he's a much more palatable version of Wesley Snipes who essentially did the same thing yeah. and got really invested in that. And like, you know what? That's great. Everybody has hobbies and everybody has loves. Keanu has the money to bring those hobbies to life. And Tiger, the actual character in uh, Man of Tai Chi, and also just his real name, Tiger, uh, was in uh, Matrix 2 and 3. Right. He did a lot of the choreography and he was one of the fighters and they formed a friendship and like Keanu was like, I'm going to make a movie that really focuses on you. I'm going to make myself the bad guy. I'm going to laugh like this <laughs> when I want you to feel stupid. Like Keanu, he's a he's a delight as a person. That is a bad movie. I, I hear you. Uh, I don't agree, but I hear you. <laughs> you don't have to. I knew. I knew coming in here, I was like, one of these gays is going to have loved the man of Tai Chi. I didn't know which one of you it was going to be, but I knew it was going to be one of you. Because like I said, the movie is split right down the middle with yeah. reviews. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Keanu fan. For me, he really can't do too much damage. <laughs> um, and we'll we'll get into that when I get to my worst. But Brad, let's hear your worst Keanu movie and your honorable mention. Let's do this. So my worst Keanu movie comes from a movie that I saw with my mom in mm. theaters because she wanted to go see this movie. And I heard from a friend, you know what? It's not a bad romantic movie. It's actually pretty good. It's called The Lake House. Oh, <laughs> oh The Lake House. <laughs> I, I was told that there was time travel involved. So I was like, okay, yeah, mom, I'll go see this movie with you. Both of us left the theater like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, why didn't they try to call each other on the phone? Why did they just, why didn't they send each other pictures of each other? And be like, hey, I'm working at this place at this time in your time. Come and find me. No. The entire movie rests on the the twist that Keanu is a guy that gets hit by a car that Sandra Bullock saves. Which, by the way, Keanu and Sandra Bullock back together again. This yeah. is what they chose exactly, to do together. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They 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 have a romantic movie in which they only have two scenes on screen together in the movie. The rest of it is all entirely through them sending letters to each other. Through a magical time traveling <laughs> mailbox. Yes. Yeah. The the like the actual <laughs> science of that film. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, that movie is so poetic, so beautiful. Love letters through the mail, falling in love with someone else without even seeing them. It's so beautiful and it's bullshit. It, yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. It was written by a Pulitzer Prize winning author. Yeah, no. Can you believe this is, that? And, and 
again, I think this one has pretty high reviews by people yeah. too, doesn't it? Yeah. There are people that love the I lake mean, house. Like I don't. It doesn't the lake house. I don't sit around watching the lake house. No, there is a line of dialogue that I still I will never forget from this movie. <laughs> One of the things that they say in the letters is, "You're funny today. What did you eat a clown for breakfast?" Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I get you are what you eat, but goddamn, like. <laughs> I just, I'll never forget that line ever. <laughs> and also, she's going to get that letter like two weeks later. <laughs> oh, it's God. like, it's like the funny pet names you have for your loved one when you live together. It's things that you actually see Old in a relationship. Clown eater. <laughs> <laughs> Clownable. Oh, my little clown eater is so funny. <laughs> I would be yeah. so single if I said that shit. <laughs> So yeah, the lake house is my uh, is my personal choice for Can't worst Keanu movie. And again, I I respect that you like Keanu in romantic roles. I, do, I yeah. think that he is so wooden a lot of the time in those romantic roles that I'm like, where's the attraction when coming he when he from... romances Diane Keaton in Something's Got to Give? I felt it. Now I haven't seen that movie in like ten years. Yeah, it's been a long so... time. You guys, I don't think you really need to watch it again. But it is a favorite <laughs> film of mine. It's uh, it speaks to me on a lot of levels. Yeah. And ugh, I just think the man he can be charming. He can be romantic. He didn't bring it to the lake house. No, he didn't pack that in his suitcase for the lake house. Definitely not. <laughs> He was eating sad clowns that morning. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mention is going to be Knock Knock. Um, mm. Knock Knock was a movie that, based on the trailer, I was like, oh, this seems really interesting. Like, where are they going to go with it? I like Eli Roth. I don't <laughs> love Eli Roth. I say that with the question mark we on heard there. We the question mark on there. <laughs> um, I... I have a love-hate relationship with a lot of his movies. This one is 90% hate. It does have a great Keanu freakout moment. It was the first time I ever saw Ana de Armas, who I think is perfection. Um, but that's about all the positives that I can say about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the French bulldog is cute. Yeah. The, the dog. Yeah. yeah. And that I'll one give lives, that. I think, if I remember the movie correctly. The dog's fine at the end of it, right? Yeah, the dog. Well, I mean, who knows who what know, Who knows after. what he saw? <laughs> <laughs> who knows what that dog had to witness? That dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, my worst film of Keanu Reeves is Knock Knock. Mm. This movie is absolutely absurd. Yes. Like, the moment I saw the trailers, I thought, this is going to be the dumbest thing ever. So... I actually hadn't seen it until right before we were going to record this podcast. And I was in awe of mm -hmm. what I was watching. <laughs> Not in a good way, right? <laughs> Not in a good way. This movie is absolute garbage. Now, I couldn't find the production budget on this movie, but it made $36,000. <gasps> and it was oh in God. theaters for 14 days. <laughs> It is not only the worst Keanu Reeves movie I've ever seen. It is one of the worst movies I've oh, ever yeah. seen. 
Like, I, I get the concept of what Eli Roth was going for. This he was is wanting something... to show off his hot girlfriend yeah. <laughs> to which the world. One, which one was it? It was the Lorenzo other one. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I get what he was going for. It's it's a lesson to humanity that if two hot people end up at your doorstep, would you really say no if they have sexual advances towards you? I get it. I, a weaker man, if Scarlett Johansson showed up... She's not going to. With Blake Lively, yes, I know they won't show up. <laughs> but if that happened, I've put I'm a, sorry. I've put a lot of, like... Uh, you know, just hope out into the world. And Chris Evans has never <laughs> rung my doorbell, okay? And I've asked my fiance, like, hey, is this all right? And he was like, yeah, sure. If Margot Robbie also is coming. And I was like, great. It's going to be so much fun. And it has <laughs> never happened, James. She's not coming, buddy. <laughs> but Brad, you're right. It has one of Keanu's best freakout moments <laughs> ever. You fucked me. It was free pizza. <laughs> free pizza showed up at my doorstep. What was I supposed to I have never in my life never referred to any type of hot man as free pizza. You guys, that doesn't occur to people to say that shit. When he says that, you just go, nope. You just start laughing so hard. It's another turn of phrase like, did you eat a clown for breakfast? <laughs> that you're like, where where did you hear this first? Like, Am I watching Nick Cage? What is yeah. this freakout moment? Like, he is losing it. And I, I get it. I I would be losing my shit, too. Like, you you're gonna had... kill me? You're gonna kill me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But they are clearly two women that have issues like they are serial killers and again i get what eli roth was going for it just did not work the best thing about that film was his house that Mm -hmm. house that keanu lives in looks great yeah and it's a huge ad for vinyl it's a huge ad for volkswagen Mm -hmm. like it's a giant product placement thing yeah but that's the best part of the movie for me, well, he, looking at the house. He's an architect in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they better film it in some swanky-ass house. 20 bucks, Eli Roth found that house on Airbnb, and he was like, "This, we're going to do this movie here. I'm going to bring my hot wife up to the party. Like, <laughs> something's not right with yeah. Eli Roth. Like, he watched he, one too many 90s erotic thrillers whenever he was <laughs> at an so impressionable right, though, age. Because this feels like when you were young, and you stayed up to watch Cinemax yep. when it turned into Skinemax, <laughs> and you didn't want anyone to know, this is that movie. It's exactly what like, it is. Never, never hook up with a hot girl. They're crazy. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that I hate about this movie so much is that it's so cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So it starts off, Keanu Reeves is the perfect family man. He has a nice house. He has pictures of his family on all the walls. It's everywhere. They play games together. They eat breakfast together. Him and his hot wife are in bed, and they're trying to have sex, but they haven't had sex in three weeks. So they it's... forgot how to do it. <laughs> you remember that, like, like, you remember you that, that scene? Like, oh, God, this is not like a bike. I can't just get back on. It, it was like this real feel of like, we haven't had sex in three weeks, so I just don't think we should do it now, because I just don't remember how. Like, none of the movie made sense. And the wife was Swedish, which makes this like, you know, Swedish wives are like a lot of guys' fantasies. I don't know why. <laughs> Tiger Woods. I'm just throwing that out there. But you're right. Like, it's they, it's nauseating in the beginning of the film. Yeah, it's so, like, in your face. It's like, oh, he has a shoulder injury. You know that's gonna come back mm-hmm. later on in the film. It's like, they're gonna do something to his shoulder. Oh, he loves his family. And then they have this whole line of dialogue where he's talking to his wife. And he's like, 
I was just helping her out. I was just being a gentleman. I wasn't flirting with her. So we know that when he sees the ladies, he's going to flirt with them mm-hmm. and be a gentleman. He brings them in, helps them dry their clothes. It, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, because at any point when these women come in his house, he could have been like, sure, if you want to get out of those wet clothes, let me give you some of my wife's clothes to wear while you're here. Anything like the movie just, it's so over the top. Like Eli It's a Roth. horny ass movie. It is the most horny <laughs> film I have ever seen. Like, I have never seen a film where the characters are all on tens, except yeah. for maybe like, like name Basic a high instinct. school movie or something, you know, like where all the boys are trying to lose their virginity on prom night. Yeah. It was like that, but it's with American psychotic Pie women. Too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the so middle crazy. Age years. <laughs> and then at the end, like they they like bury him up to his neck in in his backyard. They completely destroy his house and they upload the video of him and um Belle. What's her real name? Ana de Armas. Yeah, of them having sex on Facebook and they put um the phone in the dirt and he's just looking at all of these comments and he gets his arm loose and he tries to hit um delete, but he ends up hitting like on the video. <laughs> And then he just screams, fuck! <laughs> this is trying to get the out of the hole. dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, this is embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. But my honorable mention is The Watcher. Yeah. yeah. This job. movie had so much potential to be a good movie. It suffers from being one of the generic, boring 90s movies. And like you were saying, it's kind of like it was trying to be Silence of the Lambs in a really, really cool way. Like, what I like about the movie is that James Spader and Keanu Reeves is kind of like a Batman-Joker relationship. Okay. Like, he... Keanu Reeves plays this serial killer who is almost bored with killing, but... When it comes to this detective, he wants to kill more to impress him, to keep him more involved. And the detective, he's been burned so much times by not being able to catch this guy that he starts to lose it. He needs therapy. Like, he had to step away from the case because it was getting too much for him. Like, there's a really good movie in there. It's just, this was a first-time director. He didn't really know what he was doing, is what it felt like to me. He does really weird shit with the camera. It's like, oh, let me shake it <laughs> oh, he also and make does things the, uh, really blurry to make you feel like this is a really intense moment. Well, making it look like a work. negative, a film exactly. negative. That shit was making me crazy the whole movie. Weird. It would like, okay, so there's this one really epic scene in the film, which I think uh, everyone can watch this film and know when this part is happening, where Keanu Reeves has kidnapped the therapist and he has her in this room and of course he's lit like 25 million candles. Because only a good serial killer takes the time to set the scene. And it's, there's a, not Rob Zombie, but white zombie song over it. And Keanu Reeves is like dancing while this white zombie music is playing aggressively <laughs> and it's cutting back and forth between him dancing in this candle house to the cops on the road trying to find him and every now and then as it cuts away one of the scenes will be black and white like a film negative and you literally feel like you're having a stroke while you watch <laughs> yeah. the film it is insane it's like I'm trying to make you uneasy but I have no idea how to do it I'm uneasy yeah. because I chose to watch this yeah like it's, like, it's it's complete it's, lack of subtlety. Yeah, it's the it's, worst, man. It's it really is the worst. slow, but there's a great movie in there. If it was directed by someone else, I still wanted to star Keanu. I would love to see it with an older James Spader, but directed by Fincher. 
I oh, think yeah. that would be an I'll watch anything incredible. Exactly. Fincher. I mean, you can hand anything to Fincher, and it's going to mm. turn out really, really, really amazing. You can hand Fincher like an hour you spent shopping in a Walmart, and he's going to turn it into the best film you've ever seen. Like Fincher kills it. You know what I mean? This director had no idea what he was doing. That's why for me it was also my honorable mention because Keanu gets you know he gets a little bit of a pass. He wanted to play the villain. He did not do a good job. Yeah, at at all. I mean, at all. What worked for me also was the fact that Keanu was almost playing it like like a Bundy type. Mm-hmm. Like he's so good looking. He smiles. He makes women feel comfortable, and that's what draws them in. He looks normal. Again, he has a great smile. Very charismatic. He Perfect pulls them hair in. in the film. Perfect hair. His hair is so good in that film. He wears you a guys. black leather jacket. He's super cool. Oh, I I spent a lot of my life falling for dudes with good hair and black leather jackets. I can attest to that. Well, and he 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 gets women to pose for pictures, not like racy photos, but he like mm-hmm. will take a picture of women and send it to the detective and he'll be like you have 24 hours to find them before i kill them no other info like like you said like there's a good movie somewhere in there the it all finished sounds like product, a good concept yeah see yeah, it man yeah. see it because once the finished product happens to you you will never be the same <laughs> <laughs> so bonus round i would love to talk about another honorable mention of a worst movie. So I have to give it to Chain Reaction. (laughs) I'm going to give you guys a little time to think about it, but Chain Reaction is a ridiculous 90s movie. This is another movie that's super dated. They say things like, we need to get these files on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) You have detectives. He's like, I need this and I need this and I need this two hours ago, two seconds ago. Like those ridiculous stereotypical lines from detectives. Like you've seen this movie a million times Mm -hmm. with a different premise like can you guys think of like another honorable mention for a worse movie man the day the earth stood still that is a rough one i forgot about that movie it's rough to watch i had to look back at my notes and I, i will also say that i had just off the top of my head made a quick list of like what stood out to me as the best of Keanu and the worst of Keanu before I started watching anything and the day the earth stood still and the watcher were the top two it's that is a terrible film it's so it's hard directed by Scott Derrickson too the, like the, which is yeah. shocking that it's not good because yeah. I love Scott Derrickson and it's all of the problems that you have with Keanu Reeves that you look away from in his other movies just like glaringly obvious in that so I gotta say like the day the earth stood still would probably be up there and mainly because it cost so much mm-hmm. money to make yeah it was ridiculously it was, expensive and it came out right around the time and uh, theaters always do this where they not theaters but uh, studios always do this where they release movies that are very similar and the Tom Cruise film War of the Worlds War of the Worlds came out right around mm-hmm. the same time so as the day the there, earth stood still the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Nicole Kidman came out that same that same time too there were I like didn't even know that she made these... a remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers yeah it's called The Invasion it was see? terrible see I missed that film because there were so many other mm-hmm. uh, the aliens are here now I'm scared films that got released <laughs> yep. but I do remember Tom Cruise's movie being slightly better mm-hmm. slightly. than the slightly man <laughs> slightly yeah that's one of Spielberg's worst worst movies <laughs> I would say is, is War of the Worlds it's yeah. a rough one uh, I definitely think just ugh, 
And everybody's seen the day the Earth stood still and has this kind of uneasy, negative feeling towards it, but can't really remember the film itself. Mm -hmm. That's not a good movie, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you should feel about, like, food poisoning a year later. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is the the, the film equivalent of food poisoning. Yes. It's it's like when you look at chicken, but you once got, like, food poisoned by chicken and you have that kind of uneasy roll in your stomach. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you see that, you know, the day the Earth stood still is coming on next. You're just like, oh. Oh God, <laughs> Brad! Do you have a another one that you can throw out there? Oh man, um, I'm I'm blank. I'm as soon as you, all I can think of is the day the Earth stood still. I wish that wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Just like food poisoning, man. <laughs> um, so for the next episode of Best One Worst One, I would love to tackle the great, the amazing. Nicholas Cage. Uh, what a dream. I think we can have so much fun because this guy, he won an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. This guy He's won an Oscar. He's actually a really good actor <laughs> He's inside a brilliant of all that actor crazy. somewhere in there. Yeah, Somewhere so I think Nick Cage would be perfect to find the best Nick Cage movie and the worst Nick Cage movie. So guys, Here's make sure thing, that though. you tune in for that next one. What if my version of the best Nick Cage movie is the best Nick Cage movie? Because Nick Cage is at his Nick Cageiest in the movie, so the movie's crazy. I will accept that. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that'll be my answer, too. It's so, like, ridiculous Nick Cage that it's actually, like, okay, one of my great. favorites. I'm super excited. I'm also really excited and really th- thrilled that no one said Johnny Mnemonic as the worst Keanu Reeves movie. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to me, you guys. I, I think Knock Knock is worse. Yeah. I love that film when I was little. Uh, and I think The Watcher and Knock Knock <laughs> definitely are worse than that. At least that film was trying to do something different. Yeah, I put a dolphin <laughs> in like a hat. Did a lot of different, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> this was this was fun. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is this was a lot of fun. Like we're gonna have a lot more fun doing a lot of different movies and a lot of different actors. And I do really want to get into like some tech stuff. Like I would love to talk about like what was the worst smartphone or the worst phone that you've ever had. One of these days, I would like to go in throwing some tech in there and some other weird shit. I think that'll be really. I love fun. some weird shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> or like the the best and worst game that you've ever played. Yeah, like some. <laughs> oh man, I can. Or the best and worst comic. Like I really want to get or into some really cool stuff. The best and worst Tinder date you've ever been on. No, <laughs> not playing. I'm playing. No, I'm not playing. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, this was so much fun to do. Thank you guys so much for listening to the very first episode of Best One Worst One. Uh, this show will be available every single week on Patreon at the $3 tier and will be available on iTunes at the beginning of every month. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Peace. Peace.